Are you guys Fraplo or Pacesco? Pacesco. Pacesco. You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your metaphor running low on creativity? Squeeze it back downwards on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Julian Eisen. Hello. Pablo Vasquez. Hello. Francesco City. Hi. Andy Goralchik. Hello. And I'm Hjalti Halmosson. Here's your host, Francesco! Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Blender Institute podcast. This week, we are going to keep it very short and sweet. We have a new section in the podcast that we are going to, to try and try out, see how it goes. And it's the new section. So instead of just talking about us and what we are doing, what is going on in the studio, we collect a little bit what we see during the week and, uh, and bounce it back. So I think uh, Pablo is going to tell us a bit about what has been happening in the community, like some interesting things we found out in the past days. Hmm, the community does it count what I do this week? No. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it counts. Uh, the poster has been posted on the Blender Cloud. Yeah, uh, that's but, cool. Yeah, and so it's also available now on the cloud. But community related, Sean Kennedy launched a new website called OpenVisualEffects.com that it's uh, meant to host uh, professional tips about VFX and training and tutorials. So I was pretty excited when I, when I read about it. Yeah, for whoever who doesn't know who Sean Kennedy is, he's a, a industry veteran in the VFX industry in the States. He's been working in larger uh, film studios on big Hollywood blockbusters. And since then, he has moved on with his career and he's been working mostly as a indie VFX artist producing content using Blender. So he got involved in the Blender community a few years ago now. And uh, he's a very active member. He's in touch with the developers and his work is really cool. He usually comes at the Blender conference and has his nice presentations that show how he does his stuff. And uh, it's always very fascinating and inspiring to see. So, and he's a he's a blog uh, blog veteran. So also yeah. all, uh, the the melted mug mug yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the chocolate blog right <laughs> yeah, yeah so exactly it's a blog all about chocolate yeah that's amazing it's not CG really it's <laughs> just chocolate yeah, yeah just yeah. chocolate yeah and yeah. he has yeah every time I I've seen him every time he goes maybe to uh, anywhere abroad like here in Amsterdam for the Blender conference he will uh, buy all these uh, chocolate bars and then ship them back home before he. And of course, also, you know, he will he'll fill his suitcase with chocolate. Yeah, and do all the sampling and stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really wow. cool. Seri he's serious about it. Yeah. That's amazing. So imagine if that's about chocolate, how about VFX? <laughs> so make sure you check out openvisualeffects.com and follow him on, on Twitter also. He's usually posting cool stuff. It's the one with, uh, with his um, avatar. He's holding an Oscar. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you might recognize it. Yeah, can't Sorry. go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And another news, um, Tata Motors Design UK is offering a 3D artist internship. And what's curious about it is that they say, um, yeah, that you should be using the, the standards in the industry, right? So 3ds Max, uh, Blender or Maya. But Blender is a plus. Or you're, um, if you're a Blender user, it's a plus or you should be um, willing to learn it. So that's a pretty good remark. Um, so if you're an artist uh, looking for an internship, check that one out. 
Then, you know, there are news, guys, I saw, but this one I hadn't, didn't have a list yet, but I just remember that uh, Glev got an article in 3D Artist this week about lighting. Oh. So that, that's also pretty, pretty cool. He posted a tutorial about um, handheld camera um, effect in Blender. It's pretty neat. Nice. I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah, it's in creatorship.com, so yeah. pretty nice, too. And I think that's it for this week. There is also other categories under this new section, for example. Well, we are going to talk a little bit about development. So one uh, very big news for Blender development is this week is the opening of the Google Summer of Code proposals. So Google Summer of Code is this yearly program where Google offers grants to students for um, devoting some of their summer time to contributing development to an open source project which is awesome. So Google provides financial support for mentors and especially students to, to contribute to make uh, open source software better. And uh, last year, uh, Blender was not selected for this program. And that was quite big news because for the previous five or six or more years. No, man, yeah. man, always. Seems <laughs> Blender, always yeah, it was always accepted, but last year it was not. So it was like big... Uh, uh, big news, and Heart this breaker. year, yeah, <laughs> this year it got accept, accepted again, and um, so yeah, is you know, it's back in the game. So there is a lot of uh, proposals out there, a lot of ideas on the wiki on uh, possible proposals, and yeah. now students can actually put their own uh, proposals in, and they will get evaluated by the core developers team, and then once they are. Uh, accepted, they will be submitted to Google itself, which then will decide how many of them will be supported. Yeah, in the wiki, you can already find some of the ideas. We talked about it uh, some couple of weeks ago about some of the ideas. Um, the list was pretty long and was full of different ideas. Some of them really crazy, some of them really optimist. Yeah, some if, of them if you want to check them out, just hit a page uh, end on your keyboard and then like just start at the bottom and then yeah. work your way up Make only because <laughs> motion paths are at the bottom oh, come right? on. Yeah. Come on. it's at the bottom it's like a modifier stack yeah. the most important thing is at the bottom oh, yeah. oh, it's too difficult <laughs> Yeah, so that is happening, and uh, it looks uh, it looks very exciting. Um, on the code blog, so code.blender.org, there is an article from Lucas, who has worked here in the studio in the past on uh, films such as Cosmos Laundromat. He was behind most of the development and maintenance of the hair simulation and hair caching and uh, overall uh, hard hardcore pipeline uh, for the for the film and for dedication he did pull out his own hair many times <laughs> working on that just for reference that, yeah. Yeah. but you've seen the results right oh yeah amazing so amazing. yeah because that's his own hair that's why yeah. um <laughs> yeah <it> on the screen <laughs> so um he wrote a very extensive article about uh, future plans for uh, a new caching nodes and physics uh system for blender 2.8 so the upcoming groundbreaking Blender release. And he has this proposal and uh, he wants to start a conversation to get feedback from other developers and from advanced users about uh, these topics. So check out his article on codeblender.org because uh, it's very, he's, he's really taking it step by step and really keeping his ears open to all the feedback he can get because it's gonna be a very massive project. And yeah. It's good could turn out to be a big milestone for Blender, I guess. Yeah. So definitely worth checking it out. 
Yeah, everything notes, imagine. Like the 2.5 promise, everything animatable. <laughs> yeah, sounds... Which happened. Yeah, yeah, almost everything. Almost, no, actually, yeah. it was everything. You can animate anything, even like the, the render... Resolution. Engine, or like every, yeah, render resolution. And then they, mm. they started removing... Like you can add a, uh, um, an option, like a property to the, every operator to make it uh, not animatable. So they start everything, you can animate everything. And yeah. then, okay, it is not, okay, not yeah, yeah. it's too much. Let's back up a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, you can, almost, yeah, pretty almost. much, yeah. I mean, if it works or not, that's another thing, right? But yeah. you can. All right, so then to continue and uh, go... Uh, more towards also something that is happening here in the studio is uh, development in Blender for the upcoming release. So the actually the the one that is upcoming that is a release candidate two is basically good to go, right? I don't know if uh, well actually in the in the uh, developer notes they said that Tuesday or Wednesday already we could have news. Uh, what does Savary say? Exactly, um... I'm not sure. I'm at the moment. I'm kind of in the tunnel working on my <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I don't yeah. really check the stuff that no, and much. No, I, I check. Uh, and, and Sergey has been yeah, away these these days. I think he's pretty busy because he's least, coming. Yeah, the idea is that the release is coming really soon. Like yeah, this don't week. Really, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, might be or yeah. next, maybe. But tomorrow, Friday. The uh, Friday there is the meeting, right? At 10 a.m. Europe yeah, time. Yeah, Friday. Right. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you want to follow the Blender developers meeting, you probably are, if you follow them, you're probably aware of their different time zones. There is this new schedule and there is a useful website called blendercoders.xyz that helps you figuring out which one is the time according to your time zone. So you can just go there and it will tell you at what time the next meeting is going to be and the one after and the one after. As long as you are in Europe, Sydney or LA and then you need to do the math because it doesn't say UTC, right? Well, as a, no, actually the website just, it doesn't matter which time zone you are in. Like oh. it, it just calculates. Based it on makes that. the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow, wow. amazing. What mm. URL is that again? Blendercoders.xyz. Can I make a tiny little tangent? Uh, I'm, I'm really fascinated by this because this is the first time. So I, I heard, I listened to uh, an economics podcast I was talking specifically about uh, domain names and um, because they opened up basically so you can make your own dot whatever. Yeah. Dot, um, like it's really, <laughs> yeah, nobody would want that. Yeah, I would go bankrupt right away. But, it, but apparently it costs a few thousand bucks to make that thing and then, um, then sustain it every year, which means that you need a certain amount of customers, but you set the price, of course. So there are some uh, entrepreneurs that are trying to do this, like dot wet or something for weddings. But then like that, it has a specific rule which states that once the wedding's over, it'll, uh, it'll kick out all the information. So, <laughs> the, so like every single one of these domains has these uh, oh. little nuances. Yeah. And, and the price can vary from, you know, one dollar to a thousand dollars. Yeah, more, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they. I listened to an interview with the guy. It's a really young American uh, dude that, that made the XYZ. Oh. And, and it, yeah, it was just really, really interesting mm -hmm. because I listened to this long interview with the guy. And then the, they did a, like a recap. And he was one of the ones that they interviewed that was the most successful. 
so this dot xyz and i kept thinking like at some point i'm gonna hear somebody name drop this domain at some point and there you go yeah yeah it took a few months but yeah <laughs> well, like across your your workstation right yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean xyz you know like the coordinates so it yeah. makes sense but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. well i think his pitch was that you start the uh you start the alphabet with a b c so why not finish the internet with Z? Or so, it was like he he had this whole boring. Wow. I know, I know. It CG makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's uh, for the upcoming release and the upcoming Blender developers meeting. And then regarding the most upcoming release, uh, what yeah. something that is coming next uh, is, and that's something that maybe um, Julian can tell us a bit more about, is the VR development. So Yeah, there were three main uh, topics that were written in the release notes for the next 2.78. Yeah, if there's going to be a 78. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, it's kind of not sure yet if we're just going to jump to 2.8 or 7, 78 first, but um, we have to figure that out, but I guess there will be a 78. Yeah, um, so yeah, uh, there was Alambic stuff is in development still. Um, we are hoping to fit it into the 78 release, 2.78. Um, Kevin Dietrich is working on this. Um, so it's just a matter of him getting the time to uh, do that stuff. Oh, um, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, but Kevin, uh, yeah, uh, we but, are waiting. Uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then there is um, op the OpenVDB cycles integration being refactored. Wow. Uh, that might also be ready for 2.78. And then we've got the VR stuff. Um, yes. The VR, yeah. <laughs> There uh, has already been the huge patch from Dalai. That one has already been merged. How yeah. is it called again? Uh, it's the equirectangular stereo. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the Very branch. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's basically that <laughs> one check mark that enables the equirectangular view to be stereo yeah. in a correct way. So wow. you don't uh, rotate your view and then suddenly when you look <laughs> at the back behind you, everything is inverted. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And it's one checkbox. It's just one checkbox. Yeah, actually, maybe... All that work it... for just one checkbox? <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, it should be an option to switch it off. But actually, if you are rendering with stereo camera and you have an equi-rectangular camera, I think that should be the default. Like, I can't think of any way where you want that checkbox to be off when, when, when you're rendering in stereo. Yeah. So maybe... It can even be removed. So I don't know. Even no options. No options. Like yeah, it just works. Rendering stereo, yeah. it just works. Makes sense. Totally. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that will go with that. Awesome. Yeah, and then we are still working on some other VR stuff with the basically having VR right in the Blender viewport, what? which we are working on. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Totally amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, what I. Uh, I'm working on together with Joy, who we met in the podcast two week ago, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, making process progress, and uh, hopefully we're gonna finish it the next days. Wow! So that's going to be cross-platform. 
Yes, on every platform that's out there. No, not every, but Windows Phone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Blackberry. Yes, <laughs> everything. On my Blackberry. And, and it's generally it's going to be work for all kinds of head-mounted displays, right? So not just yeah, Oculus. pretty much for all uh, head-mounted displays. Mm -hmm. um, we are using the OpenHMD driver. Um, Joey is a developer of this, um, and yeah, it's a pretty early project, but it's um, it's in a pretty good shape already. So yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, that's great. Maybe next week we're gonna have more news regarding this. Yeah, well, hopefully. next few days you said, right? So yeah, uh, it's, yeah exactly. It's recorded, right? Mm -hmm. It's recorded. <laughs> no <laughs> pressure. Records. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no, great. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So that's for uh, the development news. Yeah. What about uh, the studio? Well, I know that the studio here right now is very quiet. People are working hard. And they... What do you mean it's quiet? It's like outside still, the zoo is in construction. Bam. Yeah, yeah. And they get even closer because they're... Yeah, they're getting closer to our window. It's going to be... But now, actually, they're not going. So that's that's great. Yesterday, they went on. Yeah, exactly. They went on until the evening. So it was... We were worried that... Sometimes the render farm is running. Yeah. Yeah, because people are rendering, right? Yeah, rendering. Yeah, Andy, are you rendering something? I Right now, I'm not rendering anything. Okay. But I might be. Okay. Later. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe or might not. I don't know. No, I'll definitely render something overnight, so he, uh, it'll get nice and warm in here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I rendered the poster the other day, 6K, and it took four hours or so. Not too much. Right. That's another cool addition to the studio. What we have the coming on. Oh yes, I put it in the picture. I should put three it. Three poster right behind me, so I can't see it. At all. Oh, <laughs> yeah. sorry. And I can see them both. Yeah. So good. So cool. Now yeah. we're only missing a glass half and a Cosmos Laundromat poster. Laundromat. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. But we need to make them, actually. They need to be made. Yeah. So, of course, we had the DVD cover uh, and the Blu-ray cover of Cosmos Laundromat, but not the poster. But we that's just a matter of adding the, te uh, the text and the titles and everything. That yeah. should be good to go. Yeah. So, so if, if Matteo is listening to this, send us <laughs> a poster. Bjorn, if you're listening, please send the poster. <laughs> so as an avid uh, completist, so would you also make a poster for the first coming on this? It's not. Well, it's not. It was made here. Yeah. But it. We it doesn't never said it was an open movie, actually, <laughs> even. We never officially say it. Yeah. We never released a source, actually. No. So, no, it doesn't count. Okay. And the then, well, let's make a poster for you, Frankie. What about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. wow. wow. Wait, I'm the one that's been saying that to you forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I just remember. Um, but yeah, Pablo, let's make a... I, I made a splash screen for 248 with that. Super yeah. boring. It was uh, Frankie holding a ship. And then there was uh, the, the monkey that Mango Jumbo made. Mm -hmm. Then there in, was in-game graphics. No, oh yes, of course. Yeah. No, well, yeah, sort of. Because I think I think it's okay to cheat a bit. Uh, I, I cheated quite a bit. Like I think it, it was in-game plus anti-aliasing, which we didn't have back then. Uh, we, we, what we had it was pretty cheap. Yeah. And some tweaks on top of it. But um, yeah, I remember two forty-eight. That was two thousand and eight. 
Yeah, you have this uncanny ability to remember every single release, <laughs> uh, what came out at what point. What was the screen? What was the splash screen yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah so well, this amazing. one I remember because I, I made it and also because it's one of the few splashes that actually has a bit of the graphic coming out of the header of the Blender. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. So you see things Pablo I, remembers. I yeah. did it. I did it for the first time for 247 because... When I arrived here, uh, 246 was being released with the bunny release, mm. with everything that the guys done here. To, for 247, which was like a month later or so, it was just bug fixes. There was no splash. And mm. Andy wasn't here. The rest of the team wasn't here. And I was the only one here. And Tom said, hey, want to make a splash? Sure. So I picked a similar render, but I cut the little ear of the bunny on a little bit outside of the... <laughs> Of the splash and i felt so you know punk for doing that Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Graphic nobody noticed this is the first time anyone is here uh I yeah guess. i never heard actually anybody mentioning it wow. but i did it also for 248 with the tail of the monkey i think monkey flies with the tail so yeah yeah that, that, that was fun just a little send trivia. your fan mails to pablo and <laughs> oh, <Blender>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so Hjalti, I hear you've been animating. Yeah, yeah, just doing VR animation, animation? test stuff. I think I'm a jerk. Yeah. Ah, very interesting. And you've also been working a bit with cameras and things like that. And I know yeah. that there are some questions. There was some discussion regarding that. Yeah, yeah. In we, the... we're doing a lot of experiments, and what we have now is kind of taking the safe route, I think. Yeah. But we were doing a lot of experiments with cutting and. And it, it, the funny thing is, I it it totally depends on the person, and it depends on the situation. It depends on where you're looking. It depends on so many things that I don't think. So sound is not going to be this miraculous thing that's just going to automatically save the disorientation that happens during cutting. Mm -hmm. It's just so much information that's being cut to and fro uh, from one location to another. However, if you are cutting on an action, just like with regular cutting, and, and if the person is looking at that action, I felt it worked. Andy did not agree, <laughs> but that's also the, it's, it's a bit subjective. But I, I mean, as soon as you looked anywhere else than that action that you're cutting on, mm -hmm. um, and by the way, when I mean action, I mean like, you know, the little penguin starts to run, and then while he's at maximum velocity, you cut, and then in the next shot, which is a different angle, you see him finishing that run at roughly the same area. So you feel like that there was an action going on and it kind of, it was the flow of that action that helped to bridge that gap between those two cuts. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if you're looking at anything else, there is no bridge. So you just become kind of confused what's going on and you don't follow the story all of a sudden. So I'm not. I'm. I'm still a bit perplexed about the VR experience, and I think, I still think that it's a really cool medium, but things need to be made for it specifically in order to really have a have a really cool experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there are also some questions regarding this, so maybe we can get to them in the end. Oh yeah, totally. And uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so while continuing our uh, rundown of uh, studio updates, hey, he said he was going to be quiet. Here at the no, that is it is quiet, but yeah. it's gonna be quieter. Yeah, it's gonna be quieter in a couple of days because most of us 
are going in uh, Utrecht to the Holland Animation Film Festival on Friday. Yeah. So on Friday at uh, 11.30, there will be a session there uh, about Blender, about the work that we do in the studio. So we will be there for one hour and a half almost talking about Blender and the short films and Caminandes and things like that. And it's a great opportunity to sh to share and showcase in the in the Dutch animation community the work that is happening here, and uh, we will be there pretty much the whole day. So if there is any blender head in the in the area that is attending the festival, we will be happy to catch up. And during the same day, there will be a couple of screenings. Uh, one of them is uh, Camiandas, and uh, one of them is going to be Cosmos. So mm. that's going to be fun, and we will stream this live on Periscope because Kjalti will not be able to be there. You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. So that. you can tune in and you can give us hearts oh. and yeah, and I share wish. the precious moments with us. Yeah. And, yeah. I wish oh. I was going. I really <laughs> wish. It sounds, it sounds like so much fun. And being present at a, at a festival where three of the films you're working on get premiered or premiered, get shown at the same time. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, no, on November of last year, uh, my friends here, they wanted to see Iceland. So they uh, uh, came up with this plan of, of everybody buying together these tickets for one weekend, which was to a totally arbitrary decision on what date that would be. Hmm. And I think the plane tickets were bought at the beginning of December, like December 8th. It happens to be the same damn weekend <laughs> as this thing that I had no idea. I mean, nobody knew. So, yeah. Just uh, unlucky. So while you guys are doing that, I'll be up on a glacier. <laughs> Send us a picture. Come on. Yeah. Super nice. Yeah. It'll be mostly white. Yeah. That's okay. Well, come on. Change the exposure. And yeah. by, by the way, I'm not exaggerating. I will actually be on a glacier. <laughs> Send pictures. Yep. Totally. totally. Awesome. So that's uh, what is going to happen on uh, uh, Friday. And uh, also regarding the studio today, we had uh, some nice bits of news literally because in the Het Parool which is a, a local newspaper here in uh, in Amsterdam there was an article about what we do in the Blender Institute and it was of course connected with uh, what is happening in the Holland Animation uh, Film Festival and it's a very nice little article you can probably find it in the online edition or if you are in the Netherlands you can find it in the newspaper of today and uh, it goes on about uh, what is happening here, our films and the upcoming projects like the Agent uh, 327. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit teasing, but it's a very nice, uh, very nice article. So, yeah. <laughs> I saw the pictures that they chose, and from Caminantes, they chose like the saddest one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they yeah. chose that. Yeah, there's so, a there's a shot from the agent. There is a, a shot from uh, uh, Frank in the tornado with all the colors, and yeah. then, and then the tiny Coro. Like if you haven't seen Lamigos, now cover your ears. Coro <laughs> reaching the end. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not even the one where you see him more of a close-up on the cliff. It's when he's walking towards the cliff. And yeah. you barely see him in this one. Yeah, it's just a image. landscape, I guess. It was like, oh, yeah, let's yeah. show a landscape. Because the other ones are, like, pretty close-up of the characters. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they picked a landscape and... So they picked the wrong movie with somebody walking desperate to a cliff. Yeah, like, on, there yeah, should but... have been the other movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that, that was pretty dark, I guess, for a newspaper, too. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, come on, we have a cute penguin. How can you not put that? <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Ed Parol. <laughs> <laughs> we should add a scene and maybe do a Sintel 2 
where she because at the end well spoiler she she's kind of sad and she's walking and she's kind of hunts forward and she's a bit sad so maybe she walks to a cliff well, and then we have three wow. open movies that have a cliffs. suicidal Actually, cliff she's, scene she's, she's on sitting a, on a cliff she's on a cliff yeah. crying yeah. and then yeah. she goes somewhere oh. but we don't know Actually, yeah. she in, goes to another cliff. In the 3D, <laughs> yeah. on the on the blend file, there's nothing after the the path. She's actually uh, walking nowhere. Wow. Oh, yeah, so poetic. Wow. She's saving resources, I guess. <laughs> so uh, Angela modeled a a great Sintel model of Sintel sitting, sad Sintel sitting <laughs> on a cliff that you can get on Shapeways and in, yeah. in her uh, Shapeways. Uh, how do you call it? Group channel thing. Shapeways something. Yeah. Shapeways page. And I remember, Shalti, yeah, Shalti, you made a sad coral. Yeah, what happened with that? Yeah, I've, I've had no free time apparently. Well, I have to. Um, the I, I I made the model. I, I positioned him. I tested it again and again on the mm. Shapeways page. The only thing that was left is doing some sculpting of the chest hair, oh, and, right, and yeah. maybe some of the some of the hairs on the side yeah. and stuff. Something that I know at least one of us in this room is really skilled at. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of. Andy, you're so silent. What? <laughs> Andy, where are you going? Andy, hey, come back. So I think you just shot yourself in the leg now because uh, maybe it would be amazing that when I return from this glacier, <laughs> there would be this... No. Okay. Oh. Um, um, where's the file? Oh. Ooh. Oh, it's probably it's probably at home. <laughs> a computer, damn it. <laughs> in a glacier or something. Okay, so when I return... Uh, yeah, but that would be send it to me. Yeah, totally. It's not yeah. big. When's your birthday? Eleventh <laughs> of May. That's oh. yeah, a while. It's a while. Save the date. Yeah, but it is a. It is funny because you can put it on. You know, it's it's that meme of Keanu Reeves, sad Keanu, and then you have sad Sintel, and then sad Coral. Yeah. On the and they are all on and your. Then, mm. And then you can maybe have sad Frank, like <laughs> <laughs> swinging. <laughs> awesome. Well, there is uh, one last bit of news uh, regarding uh, development that has been happening here in the studio on the Blender Cloud. You, if you follow Twitter, you've seen some uh, leaks on the... Oh, yeah, uh, I couldn't oh. stop it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was so um, amazing to see it happen. Yeah, some, some development that Sibren is doing on the, on the Blender Cloud add-on. So there is going to be a texture browser that has been anticipated already last time. And uh, we are working on it so that you can access the content of the cloud directly into Blender. And there is uh, some development happening and there is a, a working system that we are testing here in the studio. And uh, I know that Sibran has been working with uh, Julian um, a little bit to, to do this. And since Sibran is not here, maybe Julian can summarize what is the, what is the thing and uh, how like, have you guys been working together and if there is anything interesting happening, especially on the Blender side. Well, the thing is, you can basically browse the cloud files right from Blender, which is awesome. Ooh, um, textures, images. Yeah, textures, you can just uh, click a button and suddenly all the textures appear getting downloaded in real time. It's so amazing. Wow. <laughs> from the internet. Yeah, from the internet. Uh, I keep throwing my wallet the, at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's just bouncing off. <laughs> Come on, take that away. Um, yeah, it, really, it's it's really, really cool to see that stuff suddenly appearing in Blender and it's getting faster and faster. And uh, yeah. So and, I like and I, I'm not really familiar with that. So, but the idea is that later when people have their own projects on the cloud, you can just get something from 
like you can have like a Dropbox on the cloud and you can get your files there from anywhere. You just need the add-on, right? That'd be yeah. cool, right? Yeah. If not, uh, this whole section will be censored. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dropbox is a big word, but uh, yeah. that's that's the idea, yeah. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we are working that's what we are working for. So in the upcoming weeks, huh. that's what Sibran's work is going to deliver. Nice. Uh-huh. So can we do a little thing, a little callback from last week? So last week, if you guys remember, we were talking about Sintel and there was a special little uh, secret sound in it that featured a certain someone as the the guard that she's fighting in the beginning of the movie. Of course, I forgot. I, yes. I even cut the part out where you said it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was I a lucky the, guess. All of that part. Yeah. So, did you cut it out? Do it? Yeah, I had, well, yeah, I, I had to read. You said it, and <laughs> wow. then I had to cut it out because, well, duh. And right after that, we said, oh, just write in comments below. But yeah. nobody did, actually. It was No, because no, no VR way. is too hot right now. Yeah. You know, they just, just VR comments. Anyway, the sound was like, that was not a recording that was a reenactment by Andy Goralt yes. wow such know. quality <laughs> something like that so yeah so yeah who was it who was it Andy who tell us like... tell Hello, it you sounds were... close to you but no. more Dutch mm. you some, more Dutch uh, yeah you have some Dutchness taller yeah, yeah some tallness and, yeah. and uh, you know anyway so it was Ton yes yeah. Tom Rosendahl made the voice the with himself. the voice of the is he credited? No, he's uncredited, right? No, he's, yeah, he's uncredited. Wow. Can, we, can we put that on IMDb? Yeah, exactly. Uncredited voice talent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. But also, I, uh, fun, fun fact. <laughs> uh, Jan Morgenstern. Jan, sorry, I'm, I'm actually German. I should be able to pronounce. <laughs> Jan Morgenstern. He, uh, he was actually, uh, he was the voice of the rabbit. In Big Buck Bunny. What? When the rabbit, the rabbit uh, yawns in the beginning, that was Jan. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Fun Jan yawns? Yeah. yeah. Wow. All these years, I thought I thought the bunny was Finnish. No. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> good one. Good one. <laughs> wow. Ah, that's a fun fact. I already know. And Anton and wasn't in any other... Uh, like elephant stream, no duck. <laughs> I don't remember. No tears of steel. Well, he's actually in tears of steel. He's holding Dear the right. the hugging machine. The in the, the final shot. Yeah, yeah. the quad bot. So if you see the breakdowns of the of the film, like in the the VFX breakdowns, especially the, 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 you can find them find them on the cloud and on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, they are on YouTube too. Yeah. You can see them towards the end. Of course, you have to watch the whole thing. Because come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, I just did a search on the cloud because we have search now, of course. Mm-hmm. And if you search for breakdowns, you get the the first uh, result is Tears of Steel, then Big Bug Bunny, and Cosmos. That's pretty nice. So if you're looking yeah, for breakdowns, yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. Look, look at the check out the the Tears of Steel one and wait until the end. So yeah, Ton was holding the box that uh, the uh, the actor Derek was hugging oh. for the the robot head. Yeah. And in the in 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 the breakdown, it's quite an affectionate scene. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. It, it was a great performance, a box performance. Yeah. 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 We had that box laying around in the studio for the following year or so, actually. Yeah. And I don't know if we still have it. Probably not. But no. we have the rope. No. We have the rope and, and the the arm guns. Yeah, those are still here, of course. Yeah. So like at least that's a fun prop. But the rope is like 
I don't know. Didn't we have the the other gun? Yeah, so, Barney's oh, gun. Yeah, Barney's gun. Have it, and it's in Tom's office. Has, uh, Barney's grenades as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, and the the juice box is there. Oh, yeah, of course. By the Ian juice Ewart box is right there. Yeah. I see it. One hundred percent ingredients. Yes, and That's... the Doctor Lemur's beer. Yeah. So a lot of memorabilia from that film, actually. Yeah. So surprising, yeah. Cool. So I think maybe we can uh, move on to the Q&A yeah. section. And Pablo is going to skim through these very extensive comments from the past. Yeah, some podcast. of them are not really questions. Um, the, they, there's a lot of talking going on about the VR, which is great. That's great. That's great. Sounds like a... Uh, Terrible accusations. <laughs> what is this? Where's the word? Why are you talking about something yeah. else and questions? <laughs> no, no. Thank you for for That's, talking. It's really cool. Yeah. It's crazy. Like this. This seems to be the year where a lot of VR content is going to come out. Yeah. That's quite exciting. And uh, lots of companies are coming out with uh, new displays. And also, yeah, it's yeah. going to be great this year. It's totally the the year of VR. Everything like even Samsung, you buy a phone and they give you a VR. Um, was even McDonald's give you like the, the happy the, the, the <laughs> meal? Yeah, yeah, the meal. You know the happy meal. Yeah, the box. And then the happy VR you can, meal. You can convert the the box into a, a VR. <laughs> no way! Is that McDonald's cardboard? Like cardboard. Yes. Oh your wow! Cardboard smells like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you put it in your face. Dude, and all these that clown like is gonna haunt your dreams, <laughs> man. Wow. Where does a clown end up? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Actually, the Google cardboard has a nice smell. It smells like cardboard, but just. Imagine, like, you put your fry, fry <laughs> Next time you go to McDonald's, try it. <laughs> wow. Hmm. But anyway. <laughs> yes, anyway. Uh, no, yeah, every... Well, VR, um, Samsung has a the VR a 3D camera also. Um, plenty of stuff going on regarding that. And Blender is light years ahead of it. Yes, because we already have it working, right? And it's going to be 278. Yeah. So I when guess. is two seventy eight? That's like two, three months from now. We've got, yeah. we've got quite some time for that year. Okay, oh. so that is like mid year. Oh, SIGGRAPH probably. Usually yeah, there is a SIGGRAPH release. Interesting. So yeah, there there is a lot of discussion going on. Some uh, three point edit um, is mentioning about that we could do prelab or JCAT uh, audio edit. Yeah. So um, for this particular testing it wouldn't work like i know what a j cut and an l cut is but that um that's more for a cut of a back and forth between characters talking which works great in that scenario so what is a j cut for uh, so people? a j and an l it's the same thing but it's just um <laughs> so on the timeline you have two channels for example, you might have like an audio and then a video and then when you're cutting it together instead of cutting the video and audio at the same time so when you cut from one camera angle to another, you, you you go for the next sentence. It's more fluent if and and feels a little bit more organic if you allow the sound to bleed into the next cut before you cut. And um, it's it's great for conversation pieces where you have maybe a long dialogue, but you need to make it fluent so you don't feel like you're just cutting on Pablo saying something. Cutting on Francesco saying something, cutting on Pablo saying something. So, because then it always feels like the cut means there's a sentence. Yeah. And a cut there means there's a sentence. Sometimes you want a sentence to be off screen because you need to see the reaction. And sometimes you want to allow it to bleed a little bit. So the J and the L just means that from the from the timeline, it kind of looks like a J and it looks like an L. Um, but yeah, in this particular instance, it kind of, it just doesn't work. 
and of course uh, the penguin and the llama are talking to each other that much mostly <laughs> mostly silent <laughs> hey where crying. did you take my berry uh, oh, right. yeah. well <laughs> hola Koro here yo soy Koro my Spanish is getting good yeah. me amo Koro yeah it's good <laughs> actually my Spanish is getting worse <laughs> I, I've been I've been like yeah okay different uh, topic but yeah. I noticed that I don't speak Spanish enough. I'm making so many typos. And, really? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, the beach has asked questions about cuts in VR. And can Blender use sound stereoscopically to lead one's attention to the direction of the camera's next cut? Yeah, we, we thought about that. And that we, we're going to try something like that to try to, for the first time, do something in VR that is going to feature some stereo sound stereo surround i don't know what, what do you call it surround sound i mean I guess, yeah, pretty much i think you can use the uh, 3d sound feature you can in blender the multiple yeah. speakers yeah yeah exactly with the speaker object hmm. and but with that i think you can make complete surround sound yeah but yeah. can you even tell like which direction you are yeah you should you should yeah. get it louder on the, the thing yeah. that you're viewing right. yeah no yeah you should but can you like right now no you can't his you question can, is if if we can, uh, if it's possible right now in Blender. Yeah. Well, you can add those sound objects, but then Blender will, depending on the codec that you're using, still render it down to a stereo track, right. yeah. mm-hmm. which of course is not suitable for any VR content because I think those use multiple tracks, right? Yeah, like we looked, uh, we started looking a little bit into this part of uh, the VR pipeline which is interesting because yeah you have the visual but (laughs) let's not forget about the sound and uh, there isn't really a standard of how this kind of content should be distributed but there is uh, some some research and some uh, specifics uh, some specs about how this can be done and is mostly um, is basically getting a surround sound the more channels you have the better it is and then uh, you can put them in a container and uh, provide some sort of tags explaining where they are in space. And based on that, then if you have a viewer that supports it, then you can actually get an immersive experience with the sound. So as you rotate, the system automatically pans and and fades the volumes of the different sources. So that is uh, quite interesting. So if in in our film we have an object moving, we should be able to actually feel the... train? Hear the motion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. Uh, there are three rules of thumb in editing regarding when to cut. Uh, one of them is cutting on action. One of them is, is cutting on a sound, meaning a loud sound. And the third thing I can't remember right now, of course, because <laughs> make I'm on, it up. We don't know. I'm on, well, yeah, it's there are three things, <laughs> and I don't remember one of them. We call the Schrodinger's <laughs> cut. Uh, really, no, I, I, I'm blanking on it right now. But the 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 point is that it it's supposed to mimic the way you blink. So when is the uh, the highest odds of you blinking? <laughs> really? Yeah, and then and is then it, it flash something to the screen. <laughs> yeah, well, and then it feeds back. So if you hear a loud pop or something like that. Uh, instinctively humans will do a blink at that moment and it feels more natural yeah it's like uh, so uh, but it becomes a feedback loop because then if you have a camera on the audience as it's watching a movie everybody starts blinking at the same time because now we uh, the brain kind of starts associating these cuts with blinks and it's it's a back and forth it's like a psychological thing but it's one of the reasons why cuts work and why if you have an editor that's not that good 
you start to notice and you start to notice that it doesn't flow that well and there's something off. Um, but yeah, the, one of the point is that the, you have a loud sound and that you may want to cut on that. In VR, it doesn't really work necessarily because uh, now you're cutting on a sound, okay? That sound may have been your uh, like indicator on which direction you're looking or whatever. But you, if you cut on the sound, then all of a sudden you're not there. So you don't have that information. So by the yeah. time that information arrives, you're at a new location. So it's even more confusing. Um, it's, <laughs> but like if you have a consistent sound, of course, then maybe that helps. But uh, then if you're looking in the wrong direction, it doesn't help as much. Or Yeah, yeah um, I think, I guess uh, sounds can work more like cues. Yeah. So exactly. that's, a, that's a new thing to be found out, like how much you can use them for which scope. So maybe for, for transitioning is not so good, but for actually calling the viewer's attention is actually great. Yeah. So, but, but even then I, I know that somebody mentioned calling viewers attention, for example, in mm -hmm. VR, uh, I think that's fine and dandy, but I think you could easily, it could easily be a crutch where it becomes this gimmick. And I don't necessarily mean a sound like, Hey buddy, look at me kind of a thing, but no, but let, let's face it like that has happened in VR and that will happen. That's just when, when some, when people are trying to do a story in VR and they are kind of desperate and getting you to look where you're supposed to be looking. And if you're not, you really just missed the plot point in the story yeah. and then the rest of it won't make sense or whatever. Uh, so they become a bit desperate and they make a, I saw a butterfly flo fly, you know, right next to you, calling your name or whatever. I know? saw it in the clash of something, you know, those video games uh, in an intro on YouTube. Yeah. And you have a girl talking to you. And if you look somewhere, well, I mean, they know that you're looking somewhere else. So yeah. they, hey, hey, look back. <laughs> and they send a dragon to your face. And the rest of the environment is like super boring. Yeah. It's yeah. almost 2D and the rest is like 3D. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's one of the ways they want to do it. So they try to make everything be super boring. So you're looking at that one direction that you should be looking at. But then at the same time, it's like, I made this amazing VR experience, but you should really only look this one direction. Yeah. Because, you know, if you look in any other direction, it's boring. It's like, wow, great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that experience. <laughs> just, <laughs> just give it 50 more years and then it's going to be crazy. Like the amount yeah. of stuff that's going to be sh shot at your face while you're <laughs> in this virtual environment. Yeah. 50? I would say... Well, okay, let's say 20. It's like, when was when was the time that MT MTV was great? It was like in the 90s, mid-90s or so. The early 80s. Yeah. I late nineties. Yeah. I wasn't even born then. Oh. <laughs> anyway, that's that's when they really started adding, like, uh, getting those the, those fast cuts, and then fast cuts came into uh, cinema movies and that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think that's it's only going to, going to be a matter of time until that is going to happen in new mediums. Yeah, no, so, I, I totally agree, and I think one of the it's it's only logical if you think about it. It's kind of the evolution of the medium because we had this with cinema also. We in the beginning, you if you look at Metropolis for example, it's uh, I think even if you try to download Metropolis, one of the earliest uh, films ever. It's German, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. German. Yeah, so it's long. To buy, you mean? What? To buy. <laughs> to buy legally. Uh, if you if you if you try to find it anywhere. Um, 
you're going to find probably the three and a half hour version, not the full six, seven hour version or whatever it was. I watched the, the full version at some point. It is the most boring thing. I mean, and it, it's not that the story is six boring. Six hours? Yeah. They just use, like, they used every footage that they... They shot. Uh, shot. Everything so happens in real time. Everything. <laughs> so somebody's like, I'm off to work. Of course, there's no sound in the movie. Uh, you, you have to show the guy actually going to his car, opening the you know, thing, opening the you know car door, going in, yeah. oh. and driving all the way to work. You watch like, the whole thing. Yeah, you just just cut, and we can imagine the rest of all of a sudden he's in an office. I, I can assume things. You know, sometimes that becomes really amazing. Like if you watch Jim Jarmusch movies, I can't like. I, I did it in film school. I don't pretend to be a big fan of his or so. Yeah. But like that was one part that really impressed me is where you can see someone's journey through the frame and it becomes, I mean, in a certain way, like this part of your uh, psyche is like, oh my God, this, this cut, like, get, yeah. it, get it moving along. But you, they, they force you to watch that <laughs> go yeah. on and on. Yeah. It That's makes a, you feel that in a certain way, which is great yeah. if if you're open to that sort of experience, and if of course if you're not easily bored. Yeah, <laughs> so no, I, I yeah. think I think that it it is a thing that you can use, um, but with intent, meaning that it's not totally. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you, if you, for example, you're making this experience where you want a person to feel that way because something's coming up, and it will shift the way you think about that voyage you just saw. Maybe you you have a little twist and then you kind of in your mind, you recap what you just saw and you saw something like it's the wrong thing. You're yeah. watching the wrong whatever, whatever. You could do a lot of things. But uh, even Andy would not endure, I think, a uh, 10 hour film, you know, like like challenge uh, he, me. <laughs> no, well, what about did you see in Hubert's film? Um, 24 hours making yeah. the, the, the grass growing. Yeah, film? the grass growing. I watched a whole. No, sorry. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, you're right. You're right. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't watch it. There, there are limits. Yeah, there, there are limits. No, but but in some parts, sometimes it's, it's nice. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um. When especially when they show when they describe how the the character is. So yeah. even if the character is making some tea. Yeah. And you know how tea is done, yeah. but. But this character has a way of, of doing it. I think that's interesting. And no, even I, though you I have totally to, yeah, I know that, you're gonna yeah. drink that tea. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's it's nice. It shows personality for the characters. Yeah. So usually, when they do that, they they put subtext in it. So it's not just a guy making a tea. It's a guy just pondering his suicide note as he's making the tea or whatever. Okay. Like there's subtext or going shaking on. or like yeah, exactly. A, so there's yeah. like these things happening, but they're not. But you're showing something. That's the kind of back. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay, time to move on then, yeah, because there's more VR coming on. <laughs> so Corey L is asking: Have any of you, or do you any, have any plans on buying any consumer VR headset? No. We we have uh, from the Blender conference. We have uh, some cardboard. cardboards. Yeah, yeah cardboard, that yeah. Google sent us. So I think, but yeah, I don't know. Like, so I don't have. I don't have any plans. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the way that the cardboard is. It's just so hackish and so cheap and consumer friendly that uh, you can just get one for, I don't know how much it costs, five bucks, bucks or so, 15 bucks. bucks, depending on what model you buy. 
it's great because it allows you to experiment with it. And I think that should be open for everyone. And I think right now the technology is moving so fast. Of course, you can have certain standards and stuff. But of course, technology is moving so fast that uh, you can't afford to buy the, the next great thing every year or so. I mean, we almost do that with smartphones and we we buy them almost every two years or depending how much money you can spend. Yeah, VR is so new that unless you're a developer, yeah. I don't know if it has a... But, but also, yeah, that's that's why I like the, the, the headsets that actually use the phone as a way of displaying the VR content. That's a pretty neat idea because you're carrying it, that, carrying that device with you all the time anyway. Yeah. I agree with everything you did. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Have you guys seen the stuff the Oculus Story Studio is creating, like the Lost Shore movie or the Henry shot, short? Um, sorry, the Henry and the Lost. Lost, Lost is the movie. one before. Probably you've yeah. seen it in the. We we watched uh, here recently a presentation that is on YouTube from Oculus Story Studio, where a Sash consult um, kicks it off, and then it goes through different people working on the you know, on the team that did these uh, films from Oculus Story Studio, and uh, I think the the movies themselves they will be. Uh, they are being released like right now to the public so i personally just didn't have the chance to see them entirely so you just see some snippets but uh i think that what they are doing is uh is extremely interesting and there is a there is a video if you google if you search on youtube for the oculus stories oculus story studio presentation you can find this one hour talk about the challenges and uh, the yeah, pipeline the, and uh, Corey is linking to yeah. yeah oh there it is yeah so <clears throat> that's that's as much as I have seen from the <laughs> Oculus. It's really interesting because in that talk, they do talk about a lot of the frustrating parts, not just uh, look at this new new technology, it's amazing, look at the amazing stuff we're making. They really talk about how they would approach trying to tell a story and then how they would try to use, try to just experiment a little bit and then stumbling upon this or that and then having to spend a lot of time kind of backtracking or fixing things that they couldn't have foreseen like uh, like stitching together animation from different animators because they're working on shots usually and you have to fragment these things somehow delegate them and by the time you have to put everything together nothing fits so all of a sudden you have to spend a lot of time and effort to just try to make everything flow together wow so yeah it's a pretty cool uh talk and uh, Corey is linking to it in the comments so check yep. it out last question how do you guys choose the successful students candidates for um, summer of code if there are many students waiting wanting to do the same task how do you choose between them well you're the only developer here <laughs> i don't have no idea how it's um How's it go? You've been a student yourself. Yeah, I am. Uh, well, one thing that's pretty important is the proposal of the student. Uh, you, Tona and the guys who chose the um, the students, they look at the proposals and try to see if they uh, if they put some effort in it, or you know, if they just came and wrote some stuff down and there you go. So um, it's important that uh, the students put some effort into it. Um, other than that, uh, also how, uh, what experience you have, experience always helps, um, if you have worked on other stuff before, 
uh, if you're um, familiar with the coding languages we use, uh, which is, by the way, C, C++, and Python mainly. Um, so, Will you yeah. fact check the CV? So if I just start <laughs> name dropping? <laughs> yeah, yeah oh, we, okay. we check everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, um, yeah, we, well, not we, but Ton and Campbell and Sergey, they got that stuff. Um, and then it also depends how many students or how many slots Google gives us for the students. Um, we had from, I think, 7 to 17 in the the past, since yeah. since uh, we were uh, participating in Google Google Summer of Code, um, yeah. So that's mostly it. So show your work, making it awesome. Yep. Write documentation, make a nice. Uh, and you can you should also probably communicate well with us. Yeah. Yeah. Go to the IRC. That's a, that's <laughs> the main thing. I've seen yep. it in the past. Some of the students like just disappear. Right. And or should they show, the, show that you that you really want to do that and that you want to make it good? Yeah, exactly. That's something that you should show. Yeah, maybe you end up uh, you know working permanent for Blender later on, like that happened with Sergey, who was yeah. in a Summer of Code, and now he's core of everything <laughs> and yeah. a doctor. Yeah, and a doctor. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah bright future ahead of both worlds. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, so that was it for our Blender Institute podcast episode. So plenty of news, plenty of stuff going on. And we will keep our eyes and ears open for what is happening in the next week. And uh, we are always happy to read your conversations and to see if you have any questions uh, regarding what we talked about. Yeah, just uh, drop us a comment. We hope notifications are still working fine for you. (laughs) And they help the conversation to go on and on and on. And... uh, Until the next time. Yeah. See you next week. See you. Bye. 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 You've been listening to the Blender Institute podcast. Brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your artistic valley void of roses? Grab yourself a ton on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.